Hello and welcome to the Medical Humanities Podcast, the official podcast of BMJ's Medical Humanities Journal. We invite you to listen in and join the conversation from academic discussions happening in our journal to interviews with filmmakers and artists and global perspectives on health and medicine from around the world. Stay up to date with public discussions that matter to medicine and to the humanities because life happens at the intersections. I'm here today to speak to the guest editors for our December special issue at Medical Humanities. Very excited uh, because this is our first special issue that deals specifically with South Africa. And so today I'm going to be talking to our guest editors to find a little bit more about what we can expect for this exciting new issue. Welcome, Carla. Hi, Brandy. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for this opportunity and for the great guidance to this exciting new special issue that's coming out. I'm very excited. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you hail from, and we'll we'll be uh, meeting your colleague there shortly. Absolutely. So um, I'm currently based at the University of Cape Town in the Faculty of Health Sciences, and I'm the first officially appointed senior lecturer in medical and health humanities in South Africa. Um, so myself and Norwazi and Victoria, um, who are the other guest editors, have been involved at various times and places in the evolution of medical and health humanities in South Africa, but also beyond that, because we became quite conscious that there was a need to think outside the borders of South Africa. And many of the people we were meeting and our colleagues and some of the contributors to this uh, special issue, uh, you know, hail from Tanzania, um, Swaziland, Malawi, uh, and, and other parts of the continent. So we were very interested in, in, in not only showcasing some of the work that's being done in the field and, and providing an overview of what, what has been happening in South Africa and in other parts of the continent, but also kind of engaging critically with what medical and health humanities might look like or could look like. Yes, no, that's brilliant. And, and you know, let's get right to, to the, the prickly issue, which is um, the Global South, countries from the Global South, uh, just their voices are often not part of these larger international conversations. Mm-hmm. And you know that medical humanities has quite a good foothold in the United States and in the UK and parts of Europe and France. Um, and not everybody means the same things when they talk about medical humanities. Um, but we're really excited about hearing from usually uh, from voices we don't normally normally hear from. And so I, I wanted to know, um, particularly for you, wh- what are some of the exciting themes that are going to be talked about in this special issue? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the central cause and one of the exciting opportunities that medical and health humanities offers is ways to rethink dialogue and connections and conversations. And it, it does seem bizarre, not only that we speak in disciplinary silos, but that we tend to also kind of inhabit oddly geographic boundaries that don't really need to be there. So for us, there were a number of things. When we first put out the call and we were discussing the ideas behind the special issue, you know, there was a lot of, of contestation. You know, how do we ensure that the hierarchies of practice versus academic research um, are, are, are addressed. How do we discuss the difference in knowledge hierarchies between disciplines, but also between writers based or, or, or primarily based in the global north versus writers and practitioners in the global south? 
And it, it, there was quite a lot of quite heated discussion around that. And there's a lot of interest around notions of growing pan-Africanist knowledge systems. And especially in South Africa, in the context of the recent fees must fall um, movement, a demand for introspection about about discussion and location. But alongside that, an increasing recognition that, of course, there's always been conversations beyond that outside certain people's ideas of restricted boundaries. And when we eventually got all the, you know, the submissions in, we realized that our initial idea of, of merely dividing articles into kind of ideas of praxis and, and practice and, and application and those that dealt with more philosophical or theoretical points, that regardless of what people had written about, what underpinned the writing were these themes of, social justice or social injustices, access and inclusion. And, mm -hmm. and those terms were felt and understood and engaged with at a variety of levels, from people's individual experiences of trying to foster interdisciplinary or transdisciplinary work, to philosophical discussions around education and what education means, to the impact of socio-political and economic Mm -hmm. histories on the spaces and places in which we teach you can access them and it was also a kind of interesting exploration of ideas of where people felt included in their own professional space but also in their personal spaces and in the spaces for creativity and of course there is a constant tension between hierarchies and expectations that came up it was also addressed in a kind of playful and interesting way, which I think is one of the strengths of the pieces that we've included. I'm really excited for people to see these. And the other thing I want to point out, and this is something that is true broadly, it's something that we've brought, uh, tried to bring to the fore at Medical Humanities in general, is that the, not just the siloing, but the different understanding of what these concepts mean, sometimes conversation is difficult. And so you have to actively invite people to the conversation and to help them understand your terms. Because again, the issues of social justice and inequality and difficulties of access change the way you see uh, how health practices and the humanities and human-centered medicine function. And one of the, the key and I think critical points is that um, if the voice doesn't sound familiar, people tend not to listen to it. And so I think we as a journal need to be really honest, and, and we hope our readers will be excited about this too, they're going to hear a different kind of voice from these pieces from the South African issue than they would hear if they were all coming from the United States. And I think that's very exciting. It is. It's so, so exciting. And the, and the other thing with it is that, you know, there, there is this bizarre, well, not bizarre, but a kind of intriguing curiosity around the fact that there are some conversations and discussions that readers will instantly recognize how or should medical and health humanities be defined? What does it mean to do it? Though there's kind of discussions that have been going on for quite a while in the US and the UK, particularly around the field, that are echoed in the discussions we've had, but also slightly different mm -hmm. because there is there are different interests perhaps. So it's this interesting situation where there may be there are different voices that are sometimes discordant but also ring with a familiarity that I think provides sufficient recognition to encourage and open new conversations and new discussions. So I think that's a very exciting 
space to be given in the journal to be allowed to do that because they how we are able to experience and 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 undertake medical and health humanities inspired research or practice or praxis is shaped by regional differences and you know as an example of that one of the things we did when uh, bringing people together because we wanted to do more than just put out a special issue we also wanted to to strengthen a network to connect people was we brought colleagues in from Kenya and from Tanzania um, and and colleagues who are were originally based in Malawi but are now based you know here in the global north and there were really basic differences you know some universities have vast resources resources comparative to other universities even within the same country um the basic things like access to technological uh, or digital kind of the, the digital technologies that many of us might take for granted are not the same and that is played out not only in how research or how research is shaped and framed but also in terms of things like how we think about introducing medical and health humanities to students. Right, because, you know, there are cultural differences. And actually, I'm, I'm planning to ask your colleague, Noalzi, a little bit more about the practice, um, specifically the sort of character of medical humanities in South Africa. And so we'll be bringing her on next. Carla, thank you so much. And we're so excited about doing this issue. Here today with Nawalzi, and this is the follow-up interview with her as a guest editor, working with Carla, who we spoke to first. Nawalzi, um, thank you so much for being with us. And can you tell us a little bit about where you hail from, your position, and your work on the journal's special issue? Hi, Brandy. I am a medical anthropologist, and I'm currently the director of the Medical Humanities Program at Wiser which is the Witts Institute for Social and Economic Research, uh, which is based at the Witts, at Witts University or the University of the Witwatersrand in South Africa. I'm really excited because I know that your, your sort of contribution to the special issue is really an addition. It's not that you guys are doing the same kinds of things, but you each bring something special to the table. And today I specifically wanted to ask you about what is medical humanities doing in South Africa and how do you see it being shaped by the context of South Africa in a way that it might be different somewhere else? Currently in South Africa, there are two formal programs in medical anthropology and, and they're based at the University of Cape Town and the University of the Witwatersrand. At the University of the Witwatersrand, we run a program in medical humanities which is funded by the Andrew Mellon Foundation and in the program, we have particular research projects that we pursue, whereas at uh, the University of Cape Town, it is very linked to the health faculty, where Carla is actually in charge of giving lectures to medical students in medical humanities. So in terms of what medical humanities in South Africa are doing differently, I think at, at least I can speak for the University of the Witwatersrand program. What's been really interesting is doing research across disciplines and breaking down those disciplines. So for example, very few researchers, whether in medical sociology or medical anthropology, actually go beyond their particular discipline and try and collaborate with other researchers, whether biomedical or with artists and activists. And this is what the Medical Humanities Program Advits has been quite central in doing. That's fantastic. And I think that that's such an important place for us to focus on elements of social justice and, you know, it really is going to be different from place to place. And so um, do you want to say about how that's impacting this particular special issue? 
So the subtitle of the special issue is Inclusion, Access and Social Justice. And for us, this has been quite important given the recent student protests in South Africa across the country, um, where students were demanding free education, free tertiary education, and the transformation of universities, both in terms of the curriculum and having more black scholars being taught, as well as the constitution of the lecturers um, in general. And so issues of inclusion and access, and especially social justice, have been quite important in South Africa. And in approaching the special issue, we have tried to incorporate some of this in terms of um, inclusion and access. We've actively sought out um, people to work with us in the special issue to write articles and present poetry from outside of Southern Africa. And this has been incredibly important because most of what we know of medical humanities has largely been in South and Southern Africa. So we got contributions from scholars in Tanzania, in Kenya, in Malawi, Nigeria. And therefore, this allowed us to begin to set up a network of medical humanities practitioners and scholars outside of Southern Africa, which is incredibly important for us. Uh, we've also obviously tried to invite an artist and activist, not just academics. Um, we've also tried to encourage emerging scholars to write for the special issue. And in doing this, we held a workshop where all the people who who sent in abstracts came through and and received comments from the presentations that they gave on the particular article that they were writing um, from the people in the special issue. And this was very important for young and emerging scholars to have their work read by more established scholars. Absolutely. And, you know, our platform here at Medical Humanities is very interested in what we call joining the conversation. And that means even though we have a commitment to critical content and, and we're very, um, we promote the critical medical humanities, we're also very interested in sharing that with the public and in producing a kind of conversation that works for all levels. So academics and non-academics, early scholars, established scholars, and we want all of those voices to be able to be heard here. So we're really incredibly excited about what you have to share with us in this special issue and for your contribution specifically. Um, is there any sort of uh, last words? If, if you were going to give one reason why you think people really ought to check into this special issue, what, what would you tell us? I think what people should be looking forward to in reading the special issue is understanding what medical humanities looks like when it's configured from the South and the kinds of questions that we are asking which are potentially different from the questions that are being asked in the North, but but more importantly, what kinds of projects are happening in the South and how do people think about and perceive medical humanities? I think that's fabulous. We are so excited to have you. And I'll be uh, talking to Victoria. In, Victoria is also another guest editor on the special issue. I will be speaking to her in a separate podcast. But thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot wait until it gets out there. And for those of you listening, please tune in. It is going to be hitting in a December issue. And this is a special issue that will have components also on the blog. In addition to this podcast, we're so thankful for all of your work. And uh, thanks again for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Medical Humanities Podcast. Stay in touch by reading the journal or our blog online. Just follow the links in the episode description. We're also on Twitter at medhams underscore BMJ or find us on Facebook. Until next time, 